Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Comic-Con Podcast Season 2, Episode 44. We are recording this on November the 9th, a little early because a uh, big movie coming out this year, right? The last Marvel movie, Black Panther. So uh, we, have, of course, got to record this early before we, uh, any of us go and see it. Your man, Nemesis Prime, host in this show. Of course, you know we can find us on all those major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever else you feel like listening to us, maybe even OnlyFans, who knows. Uh, but I got my buddy Zach here. What's going on, man? How are you doing? What's up, dude? Yeah, I'm recording early today. Tomorrow, I got a little Black Panther. But you, you're still waiting for tickets, right? Yeah, I stupidly didn't buy them because I was actually, this weekend was possibly going to be a vacation time for my wife and me. And okay. uh, that unfortunately fell through. So that's why I didn't want to buy tickets. But right. I should have because I could have always just canceled them. Like, would have been the smart thing. But I didn't. So I'm left with, uh, you know seeing it some random time yeah 6 p.m tomorrow mountain time for me hopefully hopefully like i was just saying to you before hopefully work to busy and prevent that i got a little close dude i'm telling you all the all the theaters and the the times were packed dude there was like only out of the three times there was only two seats that were next to each other and then it was like split apart so yeah i didn't think my wife would appreciate us being on opposite sides of the theater so oh definitely i, I know that feeling yeah. so um, as we get into today's episode, we actually have a, uh, a guest with us today. We have a community member and someone who's uh, I've been had the pleasure of knowing over the past month uh, at several cons, and we've had some fun interactions. You know, during the con, after the shows, um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we actually have a member of the Shortbox team. If you all know the Shortbox app, uh, we're going to learn about that. If you don't know, but we have Kevin. How you doing, Kevin from Shortbox? Hey guys, I'm doing great. Thanks for thanks for having me. Um, as Justin said, or Nemesis, I don't know what to call you on here, uh, you influencer. Oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> he, just, he just dead named you by calling you Justin. Ooh, damn it. Yeah, I don't know what protocol is. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's it's nice to be here. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, uh, I'm Kevin from Shortbox. I do business development for them. Um, I get to spend a lot of time on the road during the year at the conventions, meeting all you lovely people. So it's a, it's a delight to be here. I'm a big fan of the show. Hell Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kev. Uh, so, of course, you know, we're going to get to learn a little bit about you as well as even Shortbox, the app and the selling and buying and everything like that. But, you know, for yourself, obviously, <clears throat> you've been with Shortbox for a while now. I know um, early about maybe about a year or so ago, TiVo and myself on Lords and Longbox actually had Gene on. And, uh, we you know, we got to learn a little bit about Shortbox on that interaction. But, you know, for yeah. you, you know, like what's your history with like comic books and everything? Because, of course, you don't just come from I'm sure you don't come from like. A background that's non-comics but i mean some people do but i i know yeah. you know talking to you a little bit you've actually have a, a really good background in comics so um let us yeah. you know let the people know how long you've been collecting and then what were you doing before shortbox well you know like my love of comics started with like comic strips you know calvin and hobbs farside all that kind of stuff my dad was big on like the compendiums and like the collections when i was younger so every time you look for me you could find me with one of those in my hands but Buff comics for a little while to go through some, you know, growing pains, getting older, going through <laughs> hormones, all that shit. Um, and then my dad started picking up those uh, random bundles of comics from Costco. I don't know if you guys remember those yeah, where you oh, could yeah. like oh my go God, to Costco yeah. and get like the shrink wrapped, mm -hmm. you know, super, super wide display of like 12 or 10 comics kind yeah. of splayed out. Wow. And um, so my, I did a, a ton of comic reading during that point in my life. My dad would go to garage sales and buy boxes of like Walt Disney comics and stuff like that. But I never really read stories 
or sequences. I always found myself very lucky to end up even having comics that were within, you know, an issue or two of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't make me any less of a fan. I consumed that stuff like it was my fuel and I needed it. And then flash forward a whole number of years, I've gone on to work in retail, work at startups, doing all this stuff. And I got a job working at a comic shop, helping the owner, uh, Aton from Cape and Cal in Oakland, California, doing Tuesday diamond shipments. So I got into that. I knew Aton through an adult comic book club that, that we had um, for a couple of years before that. And I ran the tech. I was the dude who would torrent all the comics and upload them for everyone to read every month. Hmm. And so <laughs> I started doing shipment with him and the rest is history. I got a, I got a job managing the shop, uh, assistant managing the shop with him for about five years. And I loved it, man. It, you know, it, it, I stepped out of tech and startup stuff to go work in a shop. So there was uh, like a big difference in like pay scale and all of that, but quality of life just shot through the roof. So when I left the shop and moved up here to Oregon, where I'm currently located and working for Shortbox remotely from, um, I saw that Shortbox got funded. I reached out to Gene because I'd been selling him comics for a number of years at the shop. And, you know, all of my random sort of disconnected, none of them really one leading into the other jobs that I've had throughout the years just sort of dovetailed into this really cool opportunity to work with customers and technology and comics. So mm-hmm. that's my origin story in a nutshell. Is uh, Cape and Cal still uh, still around? In Cape oh, yeah. And Cali? All right. Yeah, cool. going strong. In fact, they took some time during the pandemic to expand where a lot of shops were shutting down. So they took over the yoga studio that was next door to them and essentially doubled their floor space. And they've been doing they've been doing good stuff. In fact, Shortbox just did a uh, I Hate Fairyland variant with Cape and Cal Comics in Oakland with Maria the Wolf as the artist. So you guys haven't checked that out be sure to go to the app and, and check out the i hate fairyland one exclusive that we have available there yeah you guys are new to that right so the uh you've done the that the i hate fairyland <clears throat> and then you had the uh yeah. hitomi right that's right. your second yep. variant your for what well, your first variant i guess would be but um, yeah the hitomi was the first uh the i hate fairyland was the second certainly not the end of the story you know we're, we'll be doing more variants with other partners as time time goes on we're trying to work out a really like we've been able to run this on the platform with great success. Our first, our first one, Hitomi, sold out of all the graded copies within like 20 minutes or less. Um, the Cape and Cow one, we've got, uh, we had a, a more graded inventory, so those haven't fully sold out, but the inventory is getting pretty low. So, by all accounts, we we've considered both those launches a, a big success and look forward to doing more. That I hate Fairyland, man. That's a, a lot of people looking forward to this book, and that comes out what, in like a week or two, right? Um, yeah, yeah uh, I'd say things. probably yeah. three if we were if we we're solidifying art and stuff like that. That's usually pre FOC, so um, probably three weeks or so. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Hey, are, do you guys read the original, like the first four oh, volumes yeah. of I Hate Fairyland? <laughs> oh oh, oh yeah. yeah, Scotty Young stuff, man. Yeah, I, I when yeah. that came out, I got all the I Hate and I Fuck Fairyland covers. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, they were just. Oh my god, it's so crazy. Like yeah. uh, I'm a big Disney guy, so that whole idea of like a fairyland and how twisted it is. Yeah. And with, with Scotty's writing slash his art was is, is pretty wild. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still have like, a lot uh, of those. I think it's like first like three pages of this of the story, the the moon gets its face shot off by Gertie with a cannon. Like <laughs> when I would when I would try to sell that to people at the shop, they you know, they'd pick it up and be like, Is this okay for my kid? I'm like, I don't know, how old's your kid? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> flip, flip three pages in. You'll know pretty quickly if this is okay for your kid or not. Yeah, now it's like, uh, it's either give them Twig or give them I Hate Fairyland. That's the options. It's like, I think you should go with Twig. It's right. yeah, childish. Yeah. yeah, Twig is the more family-friendly option of those, I'm sure, for sure. So um, where, in, uh, where in Oregon are you from? Uh, so I'm living in, in Troutdale. It's about 15 minutes east of Portland proper. Okay. And uh, I was up here during college in Bend, Oregon for, God, five, six years doing uh, doing college stuff there. Nice. So I moved I moved back to Cali to do the startup and the comic shop and all that. And then California is expensive as hell, man. It's too much. I was living I was living in Oakland and I had this cool little like apartment overlooking the lake um, in the middle of town that I got rent control in. So it's like <laughs> a golden handcuff. You know, you want to expand, you want to grow your life. But like, exactly. how do you do that when anything you look at that's smaller than what you have is a thousand plus you know more per month so we decided to pull up roots and head up to oregon where i had a bunch of family and it's been pretty cool the living cost of living certainly is cheaper and it's a little more mellow than you know living in the thick of it in oakland so yeah i grew up in uh boise idaho and i i love i love the northwest man it's the best but yeah even, even boise is is getting it's just outrageously expensive these days yeah like everything up there in the northwest it, it was kind of the secret for a really long time. It felt like growing up, no one knew about it. And I think the secret's out. And I think it has yep. to do with the, all the California transplants, you know, because it's too expensive. It does. So Yeah. There, there's a little bit of that anti-California sentiment up here. Like, <laughs> yeah. go back to your own state kind of crap. Right. But <laughs> I don't run into it a whole lot because, like you said, most of the people up here are transplants anyway. So, yeah. you know, like eight out of ten times you talk to somebody, they're not from here. Mm-hmm. So but, what's your, uh, sir, obviously, you know, you, Kevin, you told uh, us the kind of about your background and stuff with comic books, yeah. you know, but what's your like love of comic books? Like how did, you, obviously you got it from your, you know, with your dad, are you yeah. currently reading stuff? Like, are oh you still gosh. like a big yeah. collector or, you know, working for a short yeah. box? Have you just seen too many comics and you're just like, I can't do this on a day to day thing. Like, do you still weekly go buy books? Uh, so I, I get my books shipped to me from Cape and Cal. They're still my alma mater, so I, oh, I cool. have a I have a monster pull list where I'm <laughs> I'm getting like maybe maybe ten to twenty plus books a week. Oh, <laughs> so like every you know every few every couple of months I hit them up and they're just like your bill is hundreds of dollars, <laughs> and uh, but they they still give me a little bit of a discount for sticking with them and and because I managed there for a while, so mm. uh, the deal is still sweet. Eventually, I'll I'll probably have to transition some some of the new books up here. But yeah, my my pull list is is huge. Uh, in fact, probably the only regret I have this year from from all the con travel and everything is I just did not keep on top of my books. So I'm I'm looking at like you know hundreds and hundreds of things that I need to read now. Um, most of it's like I have a lot of ongoing. Like I'm a huge X Men fan, so I got a lot of the ongoing X titles. Um, yeah. Ooh, you're gonna have I've, fun with those. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like the best time to be an X-Men fan right now. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, I I made it all the way through Hawks Pox. I made it into the most recent like reboot of X-Men. I think I'm like five or six issues in and then I need to catch up. So still, still like 10 issues or something I'm behind, but we we know how Marvel treats the X-Men and those blue chip uh, franchises, you know, Mm. it's just like full court press. Yep. You you want one co- you want one story? They'll give you fifteen in different colors to, <laughs> to check. Except out, for Fantastic so. Four, it seems to be the one they can never really like. They're like God, the redheaded this, stepchild family of the Marvel universe, the one man. You can never do. Yeah, I know, I know. 
And I don't know why it is. Like I, I like, I like the Fantastic Four. I think they need to get the right treatment. Is what it is. You know, yeah. like they have a shitload of really good Ultimate Fantastic Four stuff, but like that's yes. Ultimate stuff. That doesn't right. really like apply or have any relevance to current current characters and storylines. So they just need to redo it and do it well and not make it a five issue mini that extends for 40 issues. You know, they just do the weirdest shit with those titles <laughs> and they're not doing the up. fantastic Four any, any favors. Yeah. They got to, we've, we've talked about this a little bit in the show before is how fantastic four just needs some form of like a <clears> shakeup, <throat> man. They need like a, yeah, your status quo needs to be broken. Like, you know what, yeah. maybe, maybe a story where you send them all four scattered everywhere and they're solo. There's no more like fantastic four. It's solo story on each one trying to get back to the yeah. to wherever or something. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, be careful about that wish though. Cause then you're going to end up with a Marvel event. That's got oh, <laughs> <laughs> the reunion of the four, you know, like, of course, and uh, well, it'll, it'll be interspersed with a shit ton of symbiotes. I, I'm sure because that's, of course, maybe some yeah. scrolls, you know, yeah. there's always, there's always some freaking MacGuffin that they stick in there. So your, your main title is that, is that X-Men? Is that your, that your that's probably my my main on on the marvel end of things but i i mean that that and spider-man you know i've, I've been reading all the miles stuff since uh, solid in a med started writing it and i freaking love that stuff i think i dropped off after his run ended recently and i do like carnage by rom v um yeah. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of really cool titles coming out and i'm always down to check out something new especially if it's a character i even give half a shit about the stuff I real I go really hard in on though is a bunch of the indie stuff, mm. tons of image, tons of. I don't really, you know, I do boom image. I don't do a ton of IDW. There's like occasional titles that I like that are a little more adult themed and not. Yeah, childhood. IDW is just always, and we spoke yeah. about this tons of times. Yeah. IDW is like the place where all the <clears throat> '80s and '90s co- uh, cartoons and yeah, like the toys go. Like that's of, yeah. yeah, that's basically yep. what it was. But now it's <clears throat> it's starting to change over a lot of the IDW stuff because of stuff that's leaving and gone to dark horse and other mm. publishers. Like they had that Scott Snyder, like that dark fire. I think I can't think of the dark space fire or something yeah, like there's more one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one, yeah. Um, you know, with that. And then um, <clears throat> our buddy, Livio Ramondelli did the kill lock, which was like, a, <clears throat> it's robots, but it's still like, like a suicide squad. Yes. It's like yeah. all different stuff. So they they do more uh, creator, creator own stuff like image and, and boom does. So I think that's why now that's yeah. what they really need to do to really just stick around. So they could be up and coming with, I would yeah. say in 2023. And, and they, they do, they do make good decisions with the IDW properties. You know, like I just got to interview Freddie Williams, a second and Colin Bunn about the power Rangers versus Godzilla. Love and Colin like, Bunn. yeah, Colin Bunn, dude, he's so nice. And on top of that, like, his writing is so, is always really good. I know oh, that really? when I'm reading a Cullen Bunn book, it's going to be good, but I also don't know what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Like he has a pretty good range. Yeah. Um, it's, it's honestly like, man, that's such a good point is you read a Like you can read a certain artist or like writer. Like I feel like Tinian, I, I pretty know what, what I'm getting from Tinian. Like and yeah. it's great. Everything's great. But right. Cullen Bunn will, will write around and I'm like, damn, this is a Cullen Bunn story. Like this doesn't even match that story or this story. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. You go for you go from like Harrow County to like Bone Parish, where yeah. people are like snorting the dead remains of assassins. Right. That was so wild. That was like, yeah, that shit was awesome. Yeah. yeah, and 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 like he's even done work on X Men Blue and like yeah. a bunch of Marvel and DC stuff. Like it's he's the writer's writer, man. He does so much stuff, and it's all really good content. But but back to what we were talking about, IDW. Like it it was very cool 
having like I had to read that to do the interview and I had a blast reading it. I didn't think I would have as much fun as I did reading a Power Rangers and Godzilla comic. So like IDW makes cool choices and they have cool artists for some of those things, but oh yeah. They they they're not I think Boom is doing better because they've sort of targeted that that middle age band of comic readers. You know, stuff like Once in Future, Something's right. Killing the Children, oh, that kind of stuff. You know, like they really, really knocked it out of the park in the last well, couple they have, of years. Yeah, but that's the one thing that Boom has. So Boom has Power Rangers and then IDW has like, they, they had G.I. Joe, Transformers. Their biggest thing, and I know Zach reads it, is, yeah. is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So good. Yeah. Yeah, so the Turtles are great, man. I that, feel like that's, that's cool. what it is. They, they're been- losing everything. Have you, Zach, have you been reading Turtles this whole time? Like, are you like old turtle reader or is yeah. it like a newer thing for you? Um, well, so I had read, you know, like, um, <clears throat> not obviously when I was younger, I, but I have gone back. I read the Mirage stuff. Um, yeah. The first couple of volumes I had like um, collected in like the hard covers for a while. Oh, nice. They're, they're good. Um, yeah. I was never crazy about them. Maybe it's also like, I'm not typically like an art person, but the black and white also just kind of sucks at times unless it's kind of part of the story for me. Right. Um, but like when they did the the revamp recently with or recently got was it maybe 2016 2013 and now whatever yeah. this ongoing has been going on for it's like 135 issues um, yeah so good i mean just knocked it out of the park and yeah the art the art is incredible like they yeah. keep up in the game like it's i, so I flip through them and i'm just like expecting turtles i'm like holy shit this art's really good and i'm trying to get justin like addicted to it because they also do the uh the collected edition like hardcovers that they have are yeah badass as well like they're just really right. nice i i wish i would have collected them and actually i kept them for like my own um it's it's good and the power rangers like justin said as well is just boom studios is killing the power rangers game too and i've never yeah. been a massive power rangers fan but it's i read every single power rangers title now it's so good yeah that was that was one of the big reasons that i dove like head feet whatever first into the um <coughs> excuse me <coughs> the radiant black Yes. Mm. Yeah. Milk the massive verse. Massive verse. Yes. Yeah. That whole that whole universe. You know, I knew that you got a bunch of the people involved in the Power Rangers stuff coming in to write that, and I was just like, oh shit! Like, yeah. like the Power Kyle Rangers goes, without yeah. all the camp. Like, I'm into it. So I yeah, still like I still a, subscribe what's a Dead to Lucky. That. Dead Lucky is like my favorite one right now. Dead oh, Lucky. I love Super Rogue Sun. Rogue Sun is really good. I'm really liking Rogue Sun. Yeah. Dude, even Radium. Even, oh man, got tickled in my throat. Even Radiant Black, when it was just getting going, there were so many twists and turns that were complete game changers. Like yeah. the main character stops being the main character. Right, that was awesome. Yeah, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, it was like so. his, he he had this stupid like your your typical best friend who was kind of like a piece of shit, worthless dude, and then he becomes and then he like all of a sudden that guy's actually Radiant Black. Like he becomes yeah the real one. That that was a really <clears> cool switch for sure yeah and and it's made me inclined to read whatever they put out some of the ones they put out like i'm not as big into the art style but like it's yeah. still part of that universe building and it's fun to be there at the beginning of it you know yeah agreed agreed and then yeah. just their drop you know what radiant pink comes out our friends over at bird city comics have a radiant pink uh nice exclusive drop on <clears throat> friday which i'm actually really interested in and then yeah inferno girl red i think is coming out soon hmm. um i don't think that's it how, how do you guys do your uh, how do you guys do your foc does your comic shops use the comic hub app or you guys just have to manually go in and tell them what you want <laughs> a little bit of both yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like if i don't order app. if i don't order they may not get it 
but for the most part, uh, my comic shop, he, he's pretty good on like Marvel DC and even like the indie stuff. Like he'll even go way deep into like indie because like he's an older guy. So he'll, if he yeah. sees like a writer or an artist on something, he'll just be like, yeah, I'm going to grab it. Cause if it doesn't sell, I'll just keep it for my collection type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but he's pretty good on like the image and boom and everything like that. I have That's the reverse good. situation. My my shop really only at this point now only gets Marvel and DC. And Ooh, that's a hard, so I, that's a hard shake. It sucks. And so I do DCBS, but I've been going there for 15 <clears throat> years. And so the guy's yeah. a friend. So I do DCPS for everything else. But even still, when I walk in the shop like every week, honestly, it's I'm expecting to be like, hey, uh, we didn't get this book in. And I'm like, motherfucker. And then I have to go yeah. to like another shop and try to hunt it down. And yeah, it sucks. Yeah, the shipping delays and stuff like that, that whole shakeup with Diamond and Lunar and all that stuff during the pandemic really kind of threw things for a loop. Yeah. Like shops have, they used to have one or two days they'd have to do orders. And after that, it became like three or four days they had to do orders. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. just trying to stay afloat. <laughs> well, then I heard, you know, customer service is definitely not like available for, uh, I don't think Diamond's really even employing anyone to like answer phone anymore is what I, what I hear. Probably uh, not. So I don't think, I mean, there's only so many times you can hear that the system's broke before you get tired of hearing it, you know, <laughs> right, like right. if I was diamond, I'd be like, yeah, we know, but yeah. you know, instead we're going to, instead we're going to launch an online price guide or something. So you know bad. what I'm looking, I was looking up something here. What is this? Oh, never mind. Sorry. I was looking at uh, <laughs> radiant black stuff and I saw something about Kyle Higgins writing a dark Hawk. And I just realized he Ooh. already wrote that. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you guys been reading since we were talking about Radiant Black and like Kyle Higgins real quick? Has anyone been reading Ordinary Gods at all? Oh, I love um, Ordinary Gods. I'm way behind, but I was reading yeah. the crap out of that when I, I started. Th- I think it ends soon. It's like what issue <clears throat> ten or twelve. It's ending soon. Sweet. Um, and then which is like what Justin and I talk about all the time, like the perfect arc. You know, run yeah. it, end it, step away from it, and uh, yeah, I definitely think it's a title that I need to go back and once it's done and like reread, you know, just burn through all of them in a row. But it it was a kind of a sleeper. It definitely is pretty good. I really like Ordinary Gods. There's another writer who's like that. Um, I, I always flub on pronouncing his name, but uh, Alice Cote, A L E S, and last name K O T. He did um, he did zero, mm-hmm. and he's got a couple of books like that where like they were really good and like really good reception, and then boom, and you're just like. Where's the rest? You know, like leave the party when it's hot. Like he yeah. he's really good at doing that. But yeah, I don't think I know who that, that is. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll share some links with you guys after. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, so Kevin, you know, you you <clears throat> talked about you know your history and stuff like that, and obviously we want to know where you're currently at, and obviously the app itself. That was another reason why I brought you on here because myself, oh, yeah. I've been using Shortbox for literally like the past few months. I. I Used to use it way back in the day. I didn't really get a lot of traction, but then, you know, I decided after like a good year and a half, I says, you know what? I was like, I need to start listing some stuff on Shortbox. So like tell the people what Shortbox is, you know, and obviously just a little bit about the, uh, the yeah. app itself and, and the company. So it's a, uh, so Shortbox is an app first marketplace for buying and selling exclusively graded books. We have an awesome network of buyers that are eager and hunting for the books that our sellers are putting up. We've got tens of thousands of users. There's hundreds of new books going up a day. Um, we've, we are constantly improving and updating the app and implementing new features like um, some fair market value indicators. We provide historical sales data. Mm-hmm. Our fees for sales are real low. We're 10% flat. 
no additional costs. You get payout through PayPal or direct deposit with no additional fees charged to you. Um, and then we take care of like shipping labels. We ensure everything fully through CIS to make sure that if anything happens to your treasured item while it's in transit or it doesn't arrive, uh, that we've got you covered. And I'm, I'm sure Justin can can attest to, we, we really just try to do anything we can to take the work off of our users' hands. We help them maneuver offers. We help them figure out shipping stuff. I mean, we're, we're very responsive team of comic lovers and collectors ourselves who understand where everyone's coming from. And I mean, the app, I'm sure Gene told you when he was on, the app exists as a, as a direct response to just stagnation mm-hmm. in the market and nothing ever really being improved or changed. So we decided to be the change we wanted and, uh, and it's going really well. We've had just like 36 months of nonstop growth, which there's not really a lot of companies I've worked for that can say that. Yeah, I can remember... <clears throat> I can remember when you guys, and this is probably maybe before even you were at Shortbox, is like I remember Gene setting up at, I think it was like Baltimore like years ago. And yeah. it was like nothing. It was like the app was just uh, just starting. Oh, yeah. and, and I was just like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll sign up for it. And I probably listed like a book or two on there and it just sat there for such a long time. And then like eventually someone messaged me through email. They're like, oh, you know, you, you have an offer on this book. And it, or because I didn't see it because it went to my spam. And I'm just like, Oh my right. God. I was like, I forgot about that book. That thing sold like a year ago. <laughs> so, um, but now like you said it, the best thing, like that's, I think what really made me change to start listing slabs over there was like the FMV. Like I love the, right. um, you know, for someone who's been using it for the past few months, you know, when you list a book on there, uh, the biggest thing now too, is the fact that like when you take a picture of the slab, it, it, you know, reads the barcode, it understands what book it is. So immediately like takes the confusion out of, you know, like, how do I list this? Like, or change the number, yeah. I could change variant or whatever. It's yeah. simple. Like, the app knows what it is, front and back photo. And then even the pricing, like, like you said, the history of pricing. So, like, there's a color coordinated, you know, green, red, and yellow. Like, so if it's a good price, that's perfect. It's red. It's like, oh, you're, you're over market and showing the last couple sales. Like, that's really helped. It helps me because, like, you know, sometimes when I list on eBay, I'm always going, I kind of look at like sold and then I look at like current right. and I'm just like, you know what? I don't have the extra, t- I don't really want to do all that, but if it's like, yeah. boom, right in my face, like, right. all right, perfect. And if I need to change the price, I'll change it if it's not selling. And and that's exactly what we wanted to do. <clears throat> we wanted to save people from having to log out of the app and go to four different websites to look yeah. information up that's already publicly available and all of the current companies that aggregate this information, they charge, they put it behind a paywall. You know, you have to pay them a monthly fee to do that. So just by you being a user of the platform, you get instant access to this just trove of historical sales information, as well as our recommendation for fair market ranges so that you kind of know where to price your stuff without having to do it yourself. Yeah. I like the, um, I like the aspect where you have like the little, like the diamonds and stuff, right? So it'll tell Mm -hmm. you like what white, green red yep. kind of based on like what your pricing mm-hmm. is and where you, where you're at you're like hey man you want to you want to dance with the red diamond i mean that's on you bro <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well and yeah and and you know the, the red diamond i get there are people that love it and hate it right you know like there's people who when we launched that feature they looked at their account they're like why do i have all these red dots in my account you know so we get into that conversation and it's not that red is bad i mean if you have the only copy of something on the app and you have a red price, you're sitting in a pretty good position right. because you're the only one that has that inventory, right? 
Right. Um, or if you think the book has upward potential, they've, they've announced a new movie, but there haven't been enough sales for it to push that, that fair market up. Like, as long as you're not looking for a quick sale, that's ultimately, in my mind, what the green indicator has helped with the most, is making quick sales for people so that they don't have to dig around trying to find the good deals we sort of presented to them. Um, we still see the same number of sales for yellow and reds. People who are going to buy yellow and red books are going to buy yellow and red books. Um, but it has improved and sort of accelerated the sale of like green label or green dot books for folks, which was a, was what we wanted. So, mm-hmm. so one of one of the things with the uh, with that is, I'm curious if this is like something that'll in the future kind of be the kinks kind of worked out and whatnot. Is obviously if it's yeah. like a CBCS book, right? So there's yeah. a verification needed for CBCS at the moment, and it's not long. The turnaround's what a day, maybe it's a day usually, yeah. yeah. Because CBCS doesn't use the same sort of right. barcode or meta information. Like their their registry is very obvious when you go to look up um, grading notes for CBCS books versus CGC. Mm-hmm. CGC pulls up everything that's on the label. So that makes it, you know, that's where we're, we're pulling information in from is right. on that barcode scan. So CBCS also has a problem with um, the letters and numbers for the cert, you know, number okay. is mm-hmm. real small. So unless you're taking really good pictures, it sometimes takes us a little while to figure out, you know, the yeah. text on the label or to manually put in the cert code and things like that. So there, there's definitely right room now. for, yeah, like you'll, you'll, you'll notice when you look at it, there on is the sometimes, back, yeah. it's tiny. you know, there's like a QR code on the back, which I can sometimes use to like snap and get the code that I need. But mm-hmm. there are times when I'm looking at a book that has a perfectly clear image, but the CBCS number is just like a glare yeah. on it or. You know, like so it takes, it takes a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, this it'll it'll improve and it'll get better. We're hoping that all the grading companies kind of get step their game up a little bit, you know, because they they could all benefit by having even more robust information available um for everything that they're doing. You know, the public wants it. So right. hopefully one day they listen to us and give that to us. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely a, a great thing on the app. Uh like you said, I would I would love to see all of them almost be like not like uniform. But it's it's yeah. simple enough, um, you know. And I don't think you guys are ever going to go to raw books, right? This is strictly always going to be a slab platform. We we would love to do raw books. You know, it's not that um, <clears throat> it's not that we don't want to do it, but we've created this really nice process and platform to do graded books that moves just so. You know, and mm-hmm. we've got this sort of reputation of simplicity and mm-hmm. being able to deliver. And with raw books, it adds a lot more to the conversation, right? Just like with right. any sale, raw Grading books, there's a much more yeah. subjective nature. You're definitely going to get people who, you know, respond to a shipment they got and they're like, oh, this isn't what I ordered. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, there's obviously potential for more fraud with raw books, considering, you know, you have an encased CGC book that you've got up there. Pretty easy to tell if you're getting the one that was listed in the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there, there are factors. We're not, we're not shutting the door on anything. You know, we want to stay open to it because there's a need. It's not like graded comic book sales is the only place where the industry sort of stagnated with sales platforms. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe one day. Um, and we're certainly going to shout it from the, the mountain when we do. So uh, I would say stay tuned to that one. Cool. How about, how about um, I think the other like thing like uh, with Shortbox, what about like so like variant covers? That can be yeah. kind of tricky too. So, like, if, you, if there's, you know, obviously with Marvel, you have like any Good issue one yeah. has A through right. Z, right? And it just kind of comes up as like 
you know, um, Ghost Rider one or whatever. So, so both CGC and CBCS note the variant cover on the label. So that information we do include in the product details always. Okay. Um, but you do bring up this situation that we realized with the fair market stuff. And this goes for everybody out there who's currently using the app and sees, you know, a red dot on a book they have that's a double cover or it's a, a God of Mark <laughs> Jewelers insert or a newsstand. Mm-hmm. That information really hasn't been well recorded by the grading companies up until pretty recently, I think. So what we're allowing people to do if they reach out and they're like, oh, like my book is a God of Mark Jewelers or it's, you know, newsstand or, bar- or in double cover or whatever. Uh, we can just disconnect the fair market indicator from your book and note in the product details that it's a newsstand. Oh, like we want to give, we want people to sell the way they want to. We're not trying to force anyone to do things our way, but we totally recognize that that is a thing that we're still kind of ironing out. Mm-hmm. So for those that you have newsstand issues, just shoot us an email and we can go ahead and we'll take care of that for you. And then maybe at some point when they start to record that shit and we can actually get it up into a workable right. you know, format, then it'll be more of a thing that we can uh, capture initially. <laughs> Yeah, definitely with the the variants, I was going to bring that up too, because me being a huge variant guy, I listed a lot of variants and Mm -hmm. the old way you typed in everything. And now it's, it's a lot, it's a lot simplistic where whatever, like Zach, if it's an X-Men one brand new series that comes with Marvel has, let's just say 10 variants. And then somebody does exclusive variants, unless you're actually looking at the book and then go into the description, you'll actually see it. But the old way you would actually search for it. So I, I like that it is kind of gone that route where it's it's a lot easier because if you're just typing in like X-Men 1 and you're looking for the specific year, then yeah, then you just look up all that. It's not going to bring you everything. You know, I, I always would look for like Star Wars books and some books have like Mandalorian has a ton of variants. But at least like if right. you go to it, you click in the description. If it's Comic Mint, Frankie's, if it's your own, like for Shortbox, it's it's right. simple to find. So. Um, and we and do we like do that. have filters there in the search. You can even checkbox filter or checkbox um, variants and search Star Wars, and it'll only show you Star Wars variants. So there oh. are like tools, there are tools available to help with that, and we're always looking to make that stuff more robust. So it's only going to get better from here. Right? Yeah. I mean, these apps. That's that's the thing about the app, right? <clears throat> it always grows and develops, and as the needs yeah. change, it evolves. So. And, and that's something that I, I've been impressed by as an employee of this company for the last year is I've been working here a year and we've shipped no less than six major app features and updates to production. Like I've worked at tech startups and apps before and that's not how it goes. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, it's on the roadmap or, oh, yeah, we're working on it. And then, you know, a year later, it's the same like, oh, yeah, we're working on it. It'll be here next year. Nothing happens like this company is so incredibly responsive to the needs of our users and what we see as you know, gaps in what's available. Mm. Um, it's, it's cool to it's cool to sit in on like engineering talks and hear these guys like just have considered everything. Like it's pretty wild. How about like, OK, so I'm, I'm looking at the app right now, right? <clears throat> and yeah. uh, like the deal of the day, how's the deal of the day like picked? How does that kind of is it just a random type so, thing or? Uh, no, not random. We we actually do it uh, in partnership with our sellers. So what we'll do is people have the ability to reach out to us to ask if they if they can do a deal of the day. Um, there's there's requirements to qualify for that. Uh, deal of the day items need to go up for less than the 90 day value or the last sale, whichever is lower. Okay. And also we can't have like, let's say a book that you have is normally 600. You want to sell it for 400, which is way under those 
metrics I just mentioned, but there's also a copy on the app for 350. You know, like oh. it needs to be the best deal of that book on gotcha. the app and it needs to fall into those particular parameters. And then what happens is we lower the price to that, you know, below fair market price for 24 hours. We post it on social media. Um, if it doesn't sell after 24 hours, we flip it back to the original price. So, cool. so we give our sellers the opportunity to reach out to request opportunities to do those. They can give us a list of books they think might be great. Um, we tend to fill our pipeline up a little bit, but usually not too far because prices do change from week to week, you know, and something that oh, might've been a market, deal of the yeah. day for, you know what I mean? Something that might've been a deal of the day last week is not going to be a deal of the day this week because maybe there were some low sales or something changed with the, you know, announcements or whatever. Uh, and then we also use deal of the day as a tool with our sellers. If they're reach out and they're like, Oh, my sales are a little stagnant. We haven't, you know, I have, I have good pricing. Why am I not selling? Well, let's try a deal of the day. Mm -hmm. And, and we get people real into it. We've got folks that keep coming back to do them. I think we don't get as many people doing them just because they don't necessarily know that's available. Um, but yeah, if anybody wants to do a deal of the day, they think they've got an especially well-priced book and they want to do that, just give us a holler at the Shortbox account. You can hit me up on social. Uh, there's a multitude of ways to reach us. But yeah, we're, deal of the day is a very, very powerful tool in getting some very quick movement on inventory. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good, got a, a lot of good stuff in there between, you know, like yeah. bronze, silver age yeah. books and even variants. Like, you know, there's times where like someone will send me the deal of the day. And by the time I log into the app, it's already been like two or three hours and the book's already sold. And I'm like, damn, that was such a good price on that variant. Yeah. I'm like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some wild ones. Like we had a guy who did, um, he had something that was like normally 900 and he was like 600 bucks. It's like, all right, wow. man, let's do it. Yeah. And didn't, didn't last very long. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, just like we're seeing the increase in sales velocity for people with well-priced green dot books, people that use the deal of the day in conjunction with that, it's a super powerful tool. Like, let's say you wanted to do a deal of the day. Then when we post it, you can go and repost it and say, also check out my Shortbox link where I have lots of other good deals. Like there's really creative ways people can market themselves online. And I see some people doing it very successfully, but these tools that we've provided definitely give you an edge, like definitely help make those sales happen quicker. So mm -hmm. always happy to be like out of the box and trying to think of new ways to do stuff with people. That's half the fun of the job. I think that one of the things that's so great about the app and, and you know, Justin mentioned it as well in terms of um, like selling mm -hmm. as a seller, it's just boop, take a picture, check your selection mm -hmm. and boom, you're good to go. Right. But it's just it. the app all, all, even as the buyer, it's so seamless and yeah. you know, kind of touching on what you said earlier about like, you know, new updates to an app. Sometimes you get apps and I can think of a couple, one specifically where they just keep doing things and new things for the app and they don't fix old problems. You know, it's like, Hey man, yeah. make sure you're squared away. Like I like your model. Like you're saying it kind of like reference back to what you're saying. Like it, let's lock down these, like the CGC or the, the slabbed books first. Maybe yeah. we'll get to the ungraded books in the future, but let's yeah. do this the best we can do. And then we'll move on. But instead of like, right. it does feel like short boxed is really making sure their product and their, their app and their, their, and everything there is, squared the squared away before they move on to the next update, yeah you know i mean it, it you can see it in our booth if you any of you guys have ever seen us at a show you come to the booth and it's like the most simple basic display but it's beautiful and that's mm -hmm. that's shortbox in a nutshell you know like yeah. it's a very very simple platform there's not a lot of 
complication or confusion when you're using it. Um, and it's, it, it makes buying comics fun again. You know, when I, when I, when I was applying for the job and I, I went and I signed up for an account, I was like, oh, I should probably know what the F this app is all about nowadays before I get interviewed by these guys. <laughs> and uh, so I downloaded the app. I applied to be a seller. And like within a couple hours, I got an email from my guy, Mark. It's like, hey, this is Mark here at Shortbox. Just want to welcome you personally. And like gave me this whole rigmarole of like what you should do and welcome. And we're excited to have you. And uh, dude, I've never got an email like that when I've signed up for shit. Like how many accounts do you sign up for? a year you know mm -hmm. just like random ones whether oh, it's of a freaking podcast account or whether you know so to get a personalized email from a guy and then i replied just to make sure because i've also worked in tech for a while so they can get pretty crafty with those canned emails so <laughs> <laughs> so i got back to him and he replied back to me and instant best friends then i got hired and now i get to work with him but like that really stood out for me before i even worked for the company as part of like the culture here you know, like we're immediately available for our users. We'll drop what we need to to take care of them. And we hope they feel that. And it seems like they do. You know, this year has been really, really cool on the road. And um, getting to talk to people about our simple yet very sophisticated app has just been has just been awesome. Mm. That's cool, man. And I and I to just to piggyback on, on that comment. And Kevin, you know about this because we we talked about it when I was in Baltimore. Obviously, I had books up on the app. Someone actually messaged me on a on a offer on a book. I countered. I waited a while. Unfortunately, since I was down in Baltimore, I didn't want to. You can. What's What's great about the app is then you can also put your app in vacation mode. So in the event mm -hmm. that like you are not going to be around, and so you can't ship anything. So I put my my app in vacation mode, and Mark hit me up through email yeah. saying, Hey, you know, I have a buyer for this book who's interested. You know, is it still for sale? I saw that you're on vacation mode. And I replied to Mark saying, yes, it's available. Unfortunately, I'm in Baltimore for the convention. So, you know, I can ship it out like Mon you know, Sunday, Monday morning, you know, basically when I get back. And he goes, all right. And he's like, just, you know, um, I'll let the buyer know. Hmm. Just take off vacation mode. You could sell it. Obviously, I'll let them know that it's not going to get shipped out, obviously, today or tomorrow, but it'll be a few days. So I, I think that customer service was just like unbelievable. Between, yeah, right. You know, between me and Mark and obviously the buyer, like he got a good deal. Yeah. I sold a book during, you know, a time where I, you know, could you use some extra funds while I'm going to a con and obviously the payout's <laughs> right? not immediately, but the yeah. fact that like he hit me up, I was just like going through my emails. I was like, Mark from Shortbox. I'm like, all right, what's this all about? Yeah. And like just that interaction. So it was like, perfect. And that's the best thing is like, I probably wouldn't get that anywhere else. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've never gotten that anywhere else. You know, and it's, it's Mark is a, it's just a machine. Like he, I think he hit you up on a weekend too. You know, like normally mm. people wouldn't even be sending emails out on a Saturday or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. Here's Mark just about burning the midnight oil, making sure all those offers are handled. And that's what we do. You know, we pay attention to everything that happens on the app, make sure that people are enjoying it, We're constantly looking for feedback and input. And we actually listen to people when they give us input. You know, there are a number of things that customers have suggested that I've passed along and the team's been like, oh, my God, that's a really good idea. And then it gets included in the next update. Oh, nice. You know? So it's it's fun to see that happen live, you know, instead of, like, this real long, drawn-out process that I've experienced elsewhere. Well, um, I, I have a question before we kind of switch switch into another gear. But how come my yeah. Aquaman 35 hasn't sold yet, Kevin? I mean, it's got a great <laughs> uh, price. Let's, and, wow, let's take a look at your fair market indicators, <laughs> my friend. Uh, I could suggest deal of the day for you if you're willing to go. 
It's the cheapest on the app. Unfortunately, it's a CBCS label, but there's like same grids, way higher prices. So that's okay, man. Like I, I, I cannot wait for the day that CBCS prices and CGC prices like equalize. Like there's no, it it makes no freaking sense to me at all. I don't as care. Much as people, a hermetically sealed piece of paper, you know. Much as people complain, like you, you know what's so crazy about that that the old uh, argument between the two is, some of these people who get so mad about that are the same people who are also like, oh yeah, but CGC or I'm sorry, the same people who like complain about CGC all the time, the same mm-hmm. people who also are like, no, CGC deserves a higher price. And it's like you bitch about this company all the time. Like why, why do you think they deserve a higher price? Like I just don't get it. it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You know, maybe there's some like secret Illuminati cabal right. of like yeah. high priced slab movers or high value slab movers that are just, you know, you can't let the word about CBCS get out. <laughs> it's weird because in the, in the, and like the flip side of this, like in the card market, there's like PSA, yeah. Beckett, like SGA, uh, CGC. And like, I don't think anybody cares. Like a nine is a nine, a, a gem mint 10 is a gem mint 10. Like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's a ten. Like it's not getting any better. Like I wouldn't crack out a ten in one company to switch it to another company. It's I mean, unless thing. it's like uh, unless it's PGX, then you just open. Well, it yeah, up yeah. And... Then you're <laughs> <laughs> you open it up and it's a seven point five. Or like, do you guys do you guys ever see like the ESG graded stuff out in the wild? Yes, yeah, not in the Those wild. Those are crazy. Oh, I see people's. Yeah, parts. it's always online that I see it, yeah. but they have like hinges on them. Like it, it's so clearly made to be opened. It just <laughs> makes me so nervous. But they look beautiful. I will say that EGS slabs do have a nice look to them. I just. Not, no one wants to t- no one wants to show it to you in person because then you just be like <laughs> pop it open put your own book in yeah i'm sure i'm sure there's stuff that keeps you from doing that but that's that's the perception when i look at it it's just like, oh that's a dvd case yeah <laughs> it's like a clamshell <laughs> yeah oh well um let's kind of move out of uh you know learning all about shortbox and uh you know do we of course we do have an article or two to get to for the day and of course it's always nice to have a third person here because their thoughts and uh rants are different than both zach and mine so it's interesting we're going to be talking about back-to-back weeks we're talking about agatha hartness um over on disney plus so uh this week marvel just dropped that they have two new cast members joining the agatha coven of chaos uh you have is this um Sasha Sears Zamata and Eric Andrews. So here's where I'm going to go with this. And this is posted over at comicbook.com. Both of these actor and actresses are one's a former SNL mm-hmm. and the other one is all, they're both comedians. So this cool. immediately goes into my rant and Zach knows this, that oh, yeah. Yikes. it's going right into a comedy show with these two people. Um, I don't know how you guys feel, but I immediately am like, I'm really turning this show off because this is where I feel like it's going after this. Um, they're both great. You know, I've seen, I've seen Zasha on, uh, on SNL years ago. Funny. Eric has been in a few movies here and there and he plays, you know, when he's in a movie, it's funny. I I think he's a great, uh, comedic, uh, comedic actor. But again, you're putting it into a show that is supposed to be like a, I, obviously, we say that it's horror, but it's magic. It's supposed to be, I guess, a right. little bit of that. that spooky supernat- Yeah, supernatural side. Um, you know, Kevin, you're jumping on here for the first time. You know, what are your thoughts on you know these uh, these two people jumping on this show? And what do you think of the <clears throat> upcoming show of Disney Plus? 
Uh, you know, so so it's funny that so I'm I mostly live my life spoiler free. You know, like I I do sometimes watch trailers when they pop out. Always if they're before movies, but I, I'm not really big on like tracking the news on developments. I get the alerts. Um, so what I'll say is this: in general, about bringing comedic talent into subject matter that may not quite fit that leaning. Um, you know, I think some of the better Marvel stuff that they've done has ended up having sort of a funny tinge to it. So I think maybe they're either trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle, you know, or just create the sort of delivery that is very family friendly, which is chuckling and laughing and enjoying yourselves. Um, but I'm not super familiar with either of these uh, actors. Mm. What other than SNL, what have they what have they done? Um, without actually looking it up, because I, uh, I definitely don't watch SNL. So yeah, yeah so let me, pull, let me pull it up. So um, so she she's been in. Um, let me hold this. Because I mean, there's also Aubrey Plaza, right? I'm sure that's something you guys. Yes, we actually about just talked another, about that. Yeah. yeah, we just talked about that yeah. last week. So and Juan um, as well is pretty comedic as an actress. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's been in. A couple things, nothing like I would say that's huge. Uh, she was in that Amy Schumer movie, I Feel Pretty. She's in another show called oh, Woke. Okay. Uh, the Weekend was in 2018, but for the most part, like she's been mainly on on SNL, and yeah. and Eric has been in in quite a lot of movies, like small roles, big roles. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen like he's done a lot of voice acting in like, uh, God, what was the most recent? He was on like that Disenchantment show that was on Netflix. Oh, I but love he's that obviously, show. you know, he's yeah. on like two broke. Uh, he was on two broke girls <clears throat> with, of okay. course, the chick from, um, yeah, oh God, Thor. what the hell? Yeah, from Thor. Um, and then he's just been in like other, you know, movies here and there and, and TV shows. So, you know, him I could see, of course, yeah. being more of like a comedic into that realm. But I don't know. I, you know, I, people hear me constantly when I when we talk. I love comedy. <laughs> I love comedy, yeah. but I just feel like this supernatural should stay not so comedic with these two people but it is what it is he hates the laughing he hates (sighs) so what about you zach what do you think what do you uh i don't know i mean i you know i'm gonna reserve judgment we'll see how it goes because i mean look yes it does seem like obviously with all these actors it's probably going to be comedic but you never know like sometimes they do cast a sometimes if you're a smart actor you want to try something different right you know when you come in and be like yo i know i'm known for my comedy let me try my mm-hmm. acting chops on something serious. So who knows? Maybe that their role might not be. Um, but I mean, obviously, I think all signs are pointing to comedy here. And I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm it, like you said, the, it's lightning in the bottle. You know, for Marvel, it's obviously worked for them. But I'm starting to wonder. I feel like there's been so much backlash on multiple reasons for Phase Four of MCU. And I think one of the prevalent themes of complaint is too much comedy. And uh, yeah if you're moving into this realm of the supernatural, the horror MCU, which everyone wants, let's maybe dial that back a little bit, you know? Yeah. Werewolf by Night had a little bit of comedy in it, but it was like the perfect amount, I felt like, for yeah. that supernatural, so. Very little. I feel like very little. I can't even recall other Just than... interaction between him and Man-Thing. It was kind of really the yes. only, like, you yeah, know, yeah. there was some campiness, but that was kind of the, <clears throat> the genre as well, so. But yeah, I wonder if these comedic actors can do camp. Because that would be the way to save it, like right. keeping comedy, but also keeping the horror 
horror vibes. If mm-hmm. they if they stick with camp as opposed to comedy, then they yeah. can do it. I think. That's yeah. That's where you want to go. Well, look, Aubrey Plaza. You know, if if you watch a Legion, like she wasn't funny in Legion. I mean, she was kind of dark and like it was like that dark comedy that she was so great. Yeah. In Wreck. It was obviously more comedy there, but mm-hmm. in Legion, she kind of had that like she had an edge to her. So yeah, she can do it. Yeah. yeah, and I and I don't and I don't blame comedians wanting to get you know move on from Saturday Night Live eventually and do yeah. something else. You don't want to be a right? forty yeah. a forty year old cast member on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, let's get out of. Uh, there's not much comic book news, which is crazy. So, yeah. uh, and that's really the only other stuff that we really want to talk about tonight. And keeping comic book related, we always end our show with what are we currently reading. So it's always nice, again, to have someone here because, uh, you know, for the most part, Zach and I typically will always pick the same type of titles. And it's good to hear that Kevin has a huge, you know, stack of books that he's reading, you know, getting from his uh, his old LCS. So um, with he's what are we currently like, reading? He's huh? going to be like, yo, I'm, I'm reading this new story by Spider-Man. It's called The Clone War Saga. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Marvel about Super a book called... Secret Wars? <laughs> He'll tell us about something is killing the children. Like nobody knows about this. <laughs> but um, Zach, what do you got this week for what are we currently reading? Man, I got a great book. So I kind of talked about this on Lords of Longbox the other night with Tim and in chat. But uh, the book I picked up, it might have been two weeks old now at this point, but it's Hell to Pay, number one, Charles Soule. Um, and I think it's Melissa Rosenberg. I'll have to look here. Uh, I love Charles Soule. Rochelle Rosenberg is the colorist. But yeah, Charles Soule, Will Sliney is the artist. Chris Crank is the letterer so so good um how do i explain it i guess it's kind of like indiana jones meets supernatural meets um kind of like hellscape type stuff and Hmm. you know i know we're kind of pushing it on time here but like just an idea of what it is there's a general theme called the shrouded college that kind of deals in the supernatural aspect and what i really think is gonna be fun about this series is they're telling it in arcs outside of, I mean, obviously we all, you know, six issue, five issues arcs on the story, but this like, they're going to do five issues based on like, you know, let's say two characters tied to the mm-hmm. Strata castle. And then they'll also go, the next five issues are going to be about other characters who are also working for this Strata castle that may not be connected, but you might see at the end, like an over like connection uh-huh. all the way. So the Strata Cal- huh. college kind of like, to give you an idea, the Strata college has these, two people they've rescued from something horrific in their life. And now they owe them. And so the college is like, go find these coins. And there's 666 coins from hell. They're on earth. And each coin that's been used has been kind of like tied to a very prominent, uh, horrible situation in earth's history and mankind's history. So they have to go track these down. And man, it was really cool. Awesome. Wow. Artwork's yeah. great. Check it out. It's, it's badass. And like you said, dude, Charles soul, <clears throat> Is the shit, man? Huh? Yeah. Interesting. That's so no hot gar- no hot garbage this week. No hot garbage, dude. I, that's crazy. I like. I'm surprised I didn't know about that. So now I literally need to go out and buy uh, uh, check out Hell to Pay because yeah. I know you were talking about it in our in our group chat, and I didn't understand what you guys were talking about. So now I'm actually going to have to go find it. So, yeah, um, anything yeah. else you're currently reading? Me? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm anything this hurt. week that was a uh, hot big that you liked? Uh, are you hinting at something? Uh, maybe uh, I don't know what, no. what came out. What else came out this week that was really good? Uh, I'm surprised. Maybe not. I'm surprised you didn't talk about Ghost Rider. Oh, Ghost Rider was awesome. But I was trying to go a little different. I always it's yeah. Like it's always X Men or Ghost Rider. With no, me. I know. Okay. All right. Um, Kevin, what yeah. are you currently reading? 
<clears throat> well, since I've got such a embarrassing, impressive backlog of comics that I need to catch up on, um, I, I tend to dip into my bookshelf quite a bit and, and reread. Uh, but when I was in New York, pre-Baltimore, I stopped at a bookstore and I grabbed some trades that I'd never seen that I'm, I'm really into. <clears throat> First up, I've got volume one and two of Deadpool Samurai, a rare collaboration between Marvel and Viz Media. I've never heard but of it. I know, right? And it's Deadpool starting his own superhero group called like the Deadpool Samurais or something out in Japan. Hmm. And it's awesome. Like it's, oh. it, he already breaks the fourth wall and he does it even more in this. And he makes fun of like different tropes in manga, which, uh, which I love. And yeah, you got like Captain America looking like a, like a K-pop band <laughs> member, you know, like a super beautiful face and like, it's just super, super fun. So I've been enjoying that. Um, and then I stumbled across this book that makes sense. I didn't know it existed because it's not published by one of the big comic publisher. This is a, a, a book called the night eaters by Marjorie Liu and Sana Takeda. Okay. Yeah. I know so Marjorie Liu does the mantras. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and it's also, I don't think Sana Takeda has done anything other than monstrous. So this is, I think, maybe one of her only other titles that she's done outside of that, that world that she's built. And it's, it's the same amazing art as monstrous, but it's a story mm -hmm. about this like immigrant family who lives next to this like creepy old abandoned house. And at some point, like the two twin, like the twin boy and girl that live at the house get conscripted by their old, you know, traditional mother to go clean out this haunted house. And it gets real creepy real fast. Hmm. Um, Kind of like kids horror, but maybe young adult horror. Real, real fun, and it's a hardcover. It's one of three volumes that's set to come out, so I'm gonna keep reading it as it comes out. I like that. And then my on my reread pile, I'm I'm currently rereading the volume one hardcover collection of Once in Future by Boom Studios. Okay, hell yeah. One of my oh, yeah. one of my faves of all yeah. time, Dan Mora. Chef's kiss on the art. It's just oh, too good. Yeah. yeah. You can't I like, I like how I said once in future and we all just sort of like nodded yeah. our heads and like <laughs> yeah. leaned back in our chairs, like, oh, it's all gonna be okay. Uh, Dude, I mean like name name three more <clears throat> awesome things besides Arthurian legend, Kieran Gillen, and Dan Mora. Like I mean, and then all together, yeah. Jesus. I mean, just went yeah. from six to midnight over here. So we did uh <laughs> yeah. we just did I just went from little hand to big hand. Yeah. Um <laughs> I had to do a, pod, a video podcast, and that was my my pick for the comic shop when I was working at Cape and Cal. And we did a full like hour long episode where I did a bunch of research into old Arthurian legend and found like how it connected with the art and stuff that was happening in the story. And I thought I knew Arthurian legend, but apparently all I knew was the sword and the stone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well, it was you, really cool getting into it. Did you ever see uh, the Green Knight? Did you ever yeah. see that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like <clears throat> just so much, you know, obviously. And then he shows up in, in Once in Future. But yeah, Zach yeah. and I have talked since that series started and we've been doing the podcast like Once in Future. Perfect. Another perfect thing. 30 issues yep. in and out. Like done. Yeah, it was it was great. You know, that leaves it open for a possible, you know, reconnection. But man, I, I love right Once in Future. And that's like, 
it's one of the few series that you know Zach and I always talk about this more more so Zach is like he'll finish a series and then list it up on eBay I'm kind of hesitant but like once in future like uh, I'm gonna keep that series I love reading that yeah absolutely. now that it's done I want to like you're doing it like rereading it because there's yeah. just so much things that like <clears throat> it took so long to finish in a way but it's in a perfect 30 issues it's not like I need to sit yeah. and read a hundred issues Right. Oh, right, right, right next to my bed on my my nightstand is uh, a gun. Is a gun. And right next <laughs> to that gun is uh, Thomas Mallory's La Morte de Arthur, and I read like you know like a story every night almost. And I've been I That's love awesome. Arthurian legends since like I was a kid. Yeah, it's just yeah. Well, it's crazy to me, and I didn't realize how many different Arthurian legends there are. Like oh, how so many, many versions of the same legend there are. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. literally historically, you can like map. The right. different versions of Arthurian legend throughout the ages. Too, yeah. 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 The French have their own version and the <clears throat> British, and it, it's very interesting. It's very yeah, interesting. It's, it's very cool. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm a sucker for the fucking, I'm a yeah. sucker oh, for, the, yeah. the, slip for case. The, hard, the slip case hardcovers that Boom puts out. I got the same <laughs> thing for uh, Something's Killing the Children. I'm waiting for volume two of that. That's the whole, whole all 30? This is one? the, no, this is the first 15, I believe. And I, I fucked up and didn't order that, man. It's nice. I'm sure. I'm sure you could find it. You know, yeah. I'll keep my eyes peeled for you at the cons next year. You know, it's one of those ones that I'm sure it's around, but you just got to find the right bookshop that has it collecting right. dust on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, those. Yeah, those nice slipcases, and that's like <clears throat> previously how we were talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles does these same thing. Yeah. They do nice hard covers for the IDW ones, and even Transformers too. And I have some of the Transformers like. But I really wanted to get all the the TMNTs, and that's yeah. how I want to read it. Because so, collecting yeah. them issue to issue would just be too much, and I'll just find them that way in a in a hardcover format. And it's nice; they look they look really good, like sit, standing on a bookshelf. So, oh, you know what? It's actually that's on slow. DCBS relisted for fifty one ninety nine. Oh, go. dude, yeah. steal! I think yeah. it was fifty nine ninety nine when it came out. So you just saved yourself eight dollars by not ordering it. And I just found eBay for fifty by it now, or make an offer. <coughs> Try that guy out. Anyway, uh, sorry, Justin. That's no, all right. Um, so for myself, uh, what am I currently reading? So uh, two books this week. We have the since Zach really didn't want to talk about Ghost Rider. Uh, you know, quickly talk about Ghost Rider. It was great issue, mm-hmm. one of my honorable mentions. But uh, issue number six of seven of Do Do a Power Bomb, of Ooh, course, yeah. from uh, yeah. Image Comics. Uh, you know, I. It's crazy. Like this series has been, you know, it's ups. Every issue kind of has like a cliffhanger at the end. And you're like, oh, I can't wait till next month to like read this. And, you know, again, like never, I'm no longer a big like wrestling fan, but like reading each issue is really like, I'm like, this is so cool. Cause this reminds, like, I remember growing up, like watching wrestling pay-per-views yeah. and like Monday night raw and nitro and, and all that stuff. So the story has been really good. There's a uh, one more, issue coming out next month but this issue is uh kind of has the the culmination of what's been happening over the past five um and i don't know what is going to happen at the end so uh honorable mention goes to do a power bomb but my pick of the week and it's actually pretty interesting it's actually an older series um so last week i did a star wars whatnot sale and i had a lot of trades trade paperbacks and I actually sold this complete collection it was uh the epic collection legends it's um star wars infinities it's basically Star Wars what if. So like Marvel does those one you know used to do all the what if one shots and obviously the Disney Plus show but like they did a four issue mini series for three different uh Star Wars stories. Basically it's 
you know, in the star, it's in the Star Wars movies. It's in obviously the original trilogy, but each four issues is a different part in time. Like if something would have happened differently. So, uh, of course, it's New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Uh, I'm currently rereading, and I only got through New Hope and Empire. But in New Hope, it basically starts off like, what if Luke was uh, shooting down the Death Star, but like the torpedoes missed its mark, and the Death Star didn't basically, you know, didn't explode, like. So what if now happens like, it, is, cool. you know, is like, uh, is the rebel, you know, rebel base on Yavin destroyed? Like what happens and, you know, how does Luke feel? So, and then each four issues of the miniseries then continues to the end of the series. So it starts at some point, but it still will end basically at the end of Return of the Jedi. So, um, little bit different things still happen. Like obviously uh, in not going to reveal too much, but in this version of a, in a new hope, like they don't go to Hoth um, both Luke and Han and Chewie go to Dagobah and find Yoda. He still trains. Um, and then he ends up helping them kind of almost like return of the Jedi. Han never gets frozen. So there's like little tweaks and turns. And of course it's just like in, you know, Disney's what if like, what if one little thing changed that fractures the universe. So in a new hope, yeah. it's basically, it starts from there. And in uh, empire strikes back, it actually starts where uh, in empire, where um, basically Luke is uh, with the Tauntauns. Like what happens if he doesn't get saved by Han and like, what, mm. where, where would the story go from there in a way? So, um, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, but it's pretty interesting and they're tough to find these infinity books. So if you ever get a chance, like I said, just pick up the trade paperback of uh, the Star Wars Infinities. It's a quick little four issue minis for each of them. So that's uh, that's my pick of the week. Oh, yeah. Cool. Good you gotta, stuff. It's, it's, dude, it's impressive to do what not or what if what not to do what if in the Star Wars world, because you got to imagine all the fanfic they need is already available. Yeah, so they, they had to really get creative to come up with like a new what if. For, it's, yeah, it's wild. It's it's some interesting yeah. stuff because obviously you know like when they did the Marvels, it's always it was always just like a one shot, right? It would be like right, what yeah. if so like what if Wolverine beat the Hulk or what if Spider Man was on the Fantastic Four, but like this right. is like different because you're drawing out in four issues three three movies basically. So there's like yeah things that happen that you're just like man, this could have happened a completely different way, right? Like yeah. it's so you know again it. It's on the dark horse side. It's older stuff. So if you get a chance, you know, maybe find it in your set boxes at your local comic shops, or like I said, just buy the whole trade format because I had the, I had the full trade. So I, I sold it last week and uh, hopefully that person is actually going to be enjoying reading that. Uh, I was trying to really talk it up because I enjoyed reading all that older dark horse yeah. stuff. So, but um, that's it for this week, season two, episode 44 of the Comic-Con podcast. Kevin from Shortbox, we appreciate you coming on here, telling us Thanks, all Chad. about Shortbox. Um, yeah. You're more than welcome anytime to come back here, and I'm sure I'll see you at the latest next con in 2023. It's been a blast. Um, where yeah. can people find you um, before we get out of here? <clears throat> so people can reach me at Kevin at Shortbox.com directly via email. If you want social media, it's uh, at Kevin underscore Shortbox on Instagram, Kevin underscore Shortbox on Facebook. Although I don't use Facebook that much, um, or just reach out to the Shortbox account. We're all we're all work together. You know, everyone wears a lot of hats there. So chances are, you reach out and say I'm looking for Kevin. They'll they'll send that <laughs> right along to me. 
Um, but thank or you guys I'll just so give much out Kevin's phone number right now on the podcast. Yeah, we can do that too. <laughs> we can do that too. Give your boy a holler. Hit me nice. up on Insta. I'll give you my phone number. Let's do it. Ooh, there you go. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> appreciate you. <laughs> We've definitely learned a lot tonight on Shortbox. A lot of stuff yeah. that I didn't know. Awesome. And, you know, I, we definitely appreciate you coming on here. So if you haven't yeah. downloaded the app, um, please go check out Shortbox. Like a, me being a seller and also a buyer, it, it's definitely great. It's uh, very seamless. Um, you know, and Zach said so, some great a, things as well. It's a fun so. community. It's a fun community of people. You know, we have meetups at shows throughout the year. So get get on there. Become a user. We might be able to invite you to one of our hangouts where we pay for all your drinks. So. Ooh. I'm waiting for my first sale, man. That's I'm trying to log my first sale. So, so, so hit me up. Hit me up at Kevin underscore short. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, holler at me, and I'll I'll get you set up, brother. Maybe we can do a deal of the day. Oh, I'm gonna put some more books up. Actually, I only got like seven. We could do that. Yeah, that's that's usually a really good way to get more sales. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Awesome, Uh, Zach. Any That's last it. words? I'm happy to be here, man. Check out our Black Adam review if you haven't already. And if you want to see what we have, our thoughts on that movie as well. Yeah. So uh, next time you'll be hearing us, will be after Black Panther. And then at some point we will do a Black Panther Ooh. review as, uh, as always. So peace out, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day, morning, evening, weekend. We out. Later. <laughs>